Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic night of Fandom Access. I am your ever-faithful host, AJ. Greetings and salutations. So we got a fun show tonight. Aside from Wheel of Time, Discovery, and The Expanse, we are also going to talk to, about the rest of Hawkeye as a whole, and we're going to talk about Matrix Resurrections. So, as soon as Karen gets here, we will start with Discovery and Hawkeye, while Jamie finishes up the last few minutes of Wheel of Time. And then when she gets here, we'll talk about that Wheel of Time. So, la dee da um, and well, I've been watching, watch The Witcher up to season three. Um, which is really good. So there's that. Um, oh, and you know what? Before Karen gets here, I'm just going to say a quick, I know this isn't really a sports show, um, but it's very sad today. The passing of John Madden, um, football legend and great, will be surely missed. And on that note, there's Karen. Hi, AJ. How are you? Good. How are we doing tonight, Karen? I'm doing okay. And um, I heard what you said about John Madden, which is really sad. Um, But to connect it to our show, they just ran the John Madden new documentary on Christmas, and I didn't see it, but I hear it's fantastic. I yeah, thought. you know, I saw that. I haven't watched it yet, but I did I did see that there was a documentary about him. Talk about timing. Yeah, the, re- the reviews have been really very good for that documentary, mainly, uh, I think, because he was so well-liked and so popular, they got so many famous people yeah. to talk about him in the documentary. Yeah. So that's too bad. Rest in peace, John. Um, so anyway, in other news, um, Jamie's going to be a little late joining us, and so we're going to mix up our schedule tonight, right? Oh, yes. and by the way, Merry Christmas. With... Sorry, I forgot. Merry Christmas. Glad to We said, we said Merry Christmas to each other last week. I know, but I'm saying it again because it just happened. And I'll say Happy New Year before we sign off, okay? And then you'll say it again next Tuesday. <laughs> I will. I will. So. Start with Discovery, since that's okay. a little shorter. Yep. So what did you think about this week's episode? Um, I thought it was okay. I thought it was um, another – I mean, it wasn't really an episode of the week because it was really tied to the DM – V, the DMZ, whatever we're talking, whatever the anomaly is called now. DMA. The um, DMA. And so we did learn a few things about it, right? That was kind of cool. Like we learned um, 
that it's emitting a certain kind of particle and that it definitely is from a different galaxy. Um, and there may be a point where it entered our galaxy, right? I think we found out. So all that was yeah. kind of informative, but it was tied up in sort of a not very exciting A story. Um, I thought Booker was a little more interesting, but also not, I don't know. It was, it was just an okay week, I thought. I just um, watched I actually today, like a lot so of it's fresh in my mind. Yeah, I did too. Um, I actually like a lot of things. First thing, which wasn't a big thing, but I'm wondering what it's going to mean down the road, is there was mention of the Enterprise and Voyager in the 33rd oh, yeah. and the 32nd century. So I got I got very geeked for a minute. I was like, there's yeah. a Voyager and Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> I did notice that. Which is fun, especially yeah. And and John and this is another episode that Jonathan Freaks. Uh, directed. So that must have been fun for him. Um, mm -hmm. For those who don't know, Jonathan Frakes played Will Stryker on The Next Generation. So, mm -hmm. yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, I heard that, and it, it was interesting because it, it, it's kind of like mentioning Voyager and, and the Enterprise is kind of a like an off-camera death almost, you know, for most shows because that means that they had to be recently commissioned, you know? So I think that's interesting. Yeah. And I wonder where they're yeah. going to go with that. Right, yeah. There's um, a like, new ship named after the original ship, right? Yeah. Um, book story, I'm wondering, see, you know, they explained his hallucinations, but I'm almost wondering if his hallucinations have something to do with the anomaly. And it, it almost feels like... Because of that with book, I mean, I could be reading too much into it, but I almost wonder if the anomaly, when it destroys a planet, it actually absorbs the history of that planet. You know, because if that was a hallucination wow. in book's mind, then, I mean, that was a pretty intense hallucination, you know? Yeah, and it was, I mean, th there's a way in which, as, as Dr., what's his name, Dr. Stamets' husband, um, I always forget. Uh, you know, there's part where he's like, "No, it's it's definitely your subconscious talking back to you, and your 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 hallucination is helping you work through this or whatever." But you're right; the hallucination was pretty intense and pretty able to have a conversation, and and it was a little beyond that, maybe. I, I think you know that's an interesting theory, AJ. And because you just mentioned that, you know, the Enterprise and Voyager, you're making me think of old episodes where we saw like a like an alien that communicated through like people would have hallucinations and it turns out there was some sort of entity out there trying to communicate. Or people would behave right. weirdly and, and like well, they were possessed but the alien was communicating through them. So um that's a pretty interesting idea. Like maybe that's not unprecedented in the canon, right? Like maybe it's trying to communicate. Like maybe it has absorbed Maybe it's absorbed there. Maybe it's real, like the entity that whatever it is has really absorbed those people. Or maybe it's absorbed all their memories and whatever, and it's trying to talk to books somehow. That's a cool idea, right? Okay? Yeah, like I said, I might be thinking like too it. far into I it like because. Theory. Yeah, I like it too. I just usually when I have good theories, they don't pan out. <laughs> No, but, I mean, it, it was stated in this episode, they made it clear, like, the idea, when they realized that it came 
from outside the galaxy and they're trying to find the point where it came from. Like, there's a point where a book is like, okay, we were assuming it might be a species we know. We definitely don't know this species. We definitely have to get outside of the Federation mindset and outside of Federation space and talk to other kinds of people, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're kind of maybe setting up to be a new, a new frontier, a new, a new well, yeah, definitely. species. I don't know. Um, I, I like also that they continue to play out books grief over losing his planet. Like, I mean, I don't like to see it in him because I like that character, but I like that they didn't just drop it. It's not like his planet was wiped out right. and he's over it and he's moving on. Like, I like that they that they let it play out and acknowledge it. Yeah, actually. Um, so Gray finally has a purpose. Gray yes. was very yes. helpful in this episode with Zora. Yeah, I mean, do you think it's only a matter of time before Gray is promoted to instant also? Like, Gray's the only person on the ship. Is Gray the only civilian on the whole ship? Like, when everyone went to... Ooh, yeah. is somebody opening the door? Yeah, that was When me. they went to Sorry. battle stations... When they went to battle stations, Gray was all alone. Was that, like, sort of like 10 forward where where Gray was hanging out, right? Yeah. Um, and Gray was the only person without a job. It's not a, there are no civilians on this ship. No. It's not like the Enterprise when they had, where they had all those families and everything. Yeah. So maybe Gray will be promoted. To, like, Gray's going to have to get a job soon, right? Or is Gray going to be like Guinan, hanging out, being the bartender and 10 forward and, like, counseling everyone how to do stuff? Maybe. Um, that might that might be exactly what Gray ends up being is is kind of like Guinan. That's like I like that idea. I'm, I tell you though, I, one thing it's very distracting is Gray's hair. Like I don't understand yeah, the mullet, what great idea the that was. From the 33rd century. It's it, it's not even it's not even a mullet. It's like it's it, I, I, if you want to call it, it's like a you know it's like business up front, party in the back, and on the sides. I'm not sure what's going on with the side. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, it's like a, I'm not sure yeah. what that is. Yeah. Like, we're um, Of course, it's, it's a fake body, it's but, just, yeah. It's distracting, though, because every time Gray's on the screen, that's all I can look at is his hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gray's, um so, is much more self-assured than, I want to say Inara. That's not that character's name. Inara's from Firefly. Um, Indira. Adira, 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 Adira. Sorry, Adira, got your name wrong. But Gray is so much more self-assured and like very confident, like like running onto the bridge and being like, Captain, this is what's going on. Like, Adira is like. Meanwhile, Adira like has an actual job on the bridge and expresses like being very nervous about going. They're so opposite they're like two i mean they were for a time the same person but they're two opposite personalities they're, they're an interesting pair of whatever best friends or whatever it is they are right yeah um i was um, going to ask you too what you thought about adira taking over for tilly on the bridge i mean i don't love it because i miss tilly um and i also Did you think see though? a little bit we got a cameo of Tilly. We got a, a Tilly mm-hmm. cameo when, um, yeah, when when Zora made her family tree, Tilly was at the forefront. Oh, yeah, that was nice. 
Yeah, that was really nice. I did see that. I actually got excited. Um, I was like, ooh, Tilly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a, a, you know, Adira, I don't want to see a rehab. Like, so Tilly what? was also lacked confidence when she was first on the ship, like in season one, right? Um, she also lacked confidence and sort of like made mistakes or whatever, but her personality is so different that nobody, like you can't help loving her and she always sort of stumbled into the right decision, right? Um, so I don't know if I want to see a deer permanently in that position just because I want to see Tilly come back to it, which we know is not going to happen, right? Like I, I like the idea yeah. that we've talked about that Tilly has a role in, the, in, in, a, in a Starfleet Academy spinoff series. Yeah, um, I think that's going to happen with her. I think so. I mean, that that Starfleet Academy show is pretty much a go, right? It's been talked about a lot. Yeah, I think so. I think it's pretty much a go. Um, I mean, I, I like Adira. Adira's getting a little more, a little more confident. Like, I mean, I think Adira is like, okay, I can do the science. I'm good at math. I'm good at science. I'm not good at people. Which yeah. Was, sort of the Tilly thing also, but Tilly was bad at people. Um Adira is really bad at people. <laughs> yeah. Tilly was maybe slightly less confident also in like like when Adira has the answer, Adira's like, no, this is the answer. Um Yeah. So yeah, I didn't love seeing her in that position, but I guess she's gonna be taking it over. So I, but I think I didn't love it just because I just two reasons. One, because I miss Tilly. Two, because, like, I've told you this before, I don't want to wander into Wesley Crusher territory where every six weeks there's a teen ensign storyline, right? Like, like... You know what, though? I don't know. I just don't is, They definitely... They, I don't know. I mean, it's it's clearly the way... The, the, the character is being portrayed this way intentionally, but she, she's very bland and very blah. <laughs> it's like outside of she's gray. Yeah. And I know that's the intention of the character at the moment, but they need yeah, to move forward from that. She because would have really no reason to, yeah, without gray, she has no storyline at all, right? Like what yeah, they, yeah exactly. Yeah. They need, they, they need some kind of start. I can you know, I kind of <laughs> like, what they were doing with her and Hugh. Yeah. They're a they, I think, actually, right? They're a they. What's that? Yeah, she may be a they. Not a she. I think she's a they. Well, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know Gray is a he. Uh, I'll be honest, I'm not sure what Adira identifies. Adira is. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Anyway, anyway, we were talking about um, Adira not having any real storyline outside of Grey, really, at all, until now. Um, right? That's where we were going with this before I interrupted you? Yeah, the basically. The business? Sorry. No, it's yeah. fine. I mean, that's really, <laughs> it's just fine. But, to, but that's a really good point, that 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 Grey, like, was the whole storyline for two seasons. And, I mean, I, I guess part of it is, Adira is trying to figure out what it means to exist without this other person inside your brain, right? And to try yeah. to be alone in a way. Um, 
So maybe a deer will develop a personality and a storyline that we haven't seen that much of yet. I hope so. All right. Yeah, I hope so. so Jamie's here. I, I really don't think there's anything else with Discovery. I think we covered that. Nope, nope we covered it. Discovery is always a quick talk. Yep. Hi, Jamie. Hello. Have you had a happy Christmas? Yes, very good. Yeah. Yeah, it was about as expected. Yep. It snowed a little in Jersey on Christmas, so that was nice. We got snow on Christmas it's Eve. It's like 60 years, so almost. So. Yeah, we we had like an inch on Christmas Eve, which, you know, let's face it, when you're warming, that was that. Mm-hmm. All right, so we good timing. Well, you've, I know you've been waiting in the wings, Jamie. I yeah, guess we'll uh, – sorry about that. Uh, what do you want to jump okay. into? So what are we doing? Wheel of Time, I would have yeah, because I just yes. got done watching that. Do that. You sound a little far away. Are you on speakerphone, Jamie? Yeah, I am. I can move it closer. Is that better? Oh, oh, that's much better. Thank yeah. you. Sure. Sorry, I didn't realize I had it so far away. Nope. Um, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I just got done watching it. So it okay. was okay. It was confusing. I'm not sure what the hell's going on. But <laughs> I mean, other than that, <laughs> um. I mean, I'm the one that had got, I had said I figured it was Rand, so I wasn't surprised. Um, although I kind of had hoped you guys were right, that it was going to be all of them. Um, but at least we know that they have an important part to play. I was very confused with the thing with the girls. That's what confused me, because that lady, like, channeled all their power into her and took too much, and I get, I guess, and I get that. But, like, I, I don't understand if... Nynaeve was so powerful that she couldn't take control and stop her, and how Egwene, who seems like wasn't powerful, was powerful enough to save her. I don't know. That whole sequence just made no sense to me. It, you know. Well, so. here's here's my question. Actually, did Egwene save her, or did was she, because she's so powerful, such a powerful healer, did she kind of heal herself from the inside? I kind of Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know why she didn't just take control of the power herself, though. Like, that lady took them all and didn't need them. She probably could have done it on her own. That's what I thought was kind of oh, strange. No, but she couldn't. That lady needed them. So, I, so No, I mean, she... I wonder that Nynaeve couldn't have done it without her, I meant, because she was so powerful. Like, it to me, I thought it was supposed to more be her power that enabled that woman to do that, you know? <laughs> And it was probably oh, just yeah. too much. Well, I don't a, know. That's how I. It was. It was. It was a team effort. Right. I gotta say that the, so, that whole fight scene was pretty badass. I enjoyed, I enjoyed that a lot. It was pretty. Yeah, good. Well, it was a good fight. I think the Jamie, whole thing that... though with the the flashback with, that was in the future though was even more weird and I don't know. I think you have to have seen the books to know some of what's going on. The no. flashback so that think... was in the future? Oh, that's okay. Gotcha. Flash, no, the flash forward. The flashback that's in our future. The flash... Sorry. No, the flash, that's no, the flash, the flash the forward. Flash years ago. No, no, no. Come on. I'm come on. About no, she's there. With Rand. I was just oh, that, that's in our flash... future. Oh, that's a flashback. Just, I just meant that was you weird, mean... but it was really yeah, cool. Yeah, that's a really cool fact. All right. All right, you're kind of jumping all around. So you mean the flashback that opens the episode where we see yeah. when when the Aes Sedai 
and the dragon were working together, right? And they were right. men and women both channeled, and they were working together. And it's only when that guy goes to try to defeat the one that when the split happens, I guess, right? So there was that. Right, right. Um, yeah, I just was thinking was going to say that those were pretty cool uh, effects, though. I was surprised they had it look like that, yeah. like our future. That was kind of cool. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. There was a whole lot going on, and I think without having read any of the book, it was just kind of confusing and hey, not good way. Turn off the music in your background in your house, please. Not me. My mom's snoring. That's it. <laughs> I hear music, yeah. Is that an AJ's house? Um, that's an AJ's. That, it's gone now. That's, gone. Um, if you, it's gone now? I was going to say, if you can hear the, the sounds coming from Artie's room, that's amazing. So whatever you were <laughs> hearing, maybe, it was, in your, your maybe phone, it was in your house. Nope. AJ, we always see nope, a very powerful phone. microphone. AJ's microphone is like, it's like Russian spy technology. <laughs> It yeah. must be because Artie's um, room is about forty feet funny. away. <laughs> oh, that's so funny! <laughs> you got a powerful phone there. No, I don't. Um, I don't think it was me though, because it's still going. I can still hear his room. <laughs> I can't now. Maybe it was in Karen's um, house. <laughs> uh, definitely not. Um, so I think anyway. I want to go back to Jamie brought up this question about when we see the battle, and the battle was great. Um where these are the forces of the, the one, the dark one, whoever, who's, like, trying to take over the city. Um, when those women were lined up in front, the woman who, who's the sister of the, of the king or whatever, right, who sort of led them, we saw uh-huh. last week where Maureen was like, even though you weren't strong enough to be, you're not strong enough, you trained to be Aes Sedai, you're not strong enough, you had to come home. So I, I think she's not strong enough to to channel the power they need. That's why she needs all these women with her. I think that Nynaeve, I mean, it's obviously very powerful, right? I think Nynaeve is just because she's untrained. She can't wield the power. She can't control what happens when it doesn't happen, right? So it's only able to go through the woman who was the leader because she knows how to channel. Like Nynaeve, she just can't. Maybe, but I think gotcha. that makes sense. For her, and that's why she right? burned out. At least that would be my. Well, guess. I think yes. I I think she maybe instinctively was was trying to pull it away to control it, or she doesn't know what she's doing. It she just kind of does it instinctively. Um, but I kind of think, yeah, that not that it blind healed her, but that she kind of healed herself. I I that's kind of where I fall on it. Blind still is not a very I mean, she clearly can channel, but we haven't seen her really do anything that powerful or show any control. Whereas Nynaeve is like, I don't know. I, or I maybe kind of, her power was still in her, unless, like, because the power had flown through there, maybe there was think. still, like, a remnant of it. That's possible. Well, you know what's funny is when when she died, I was like, wow, I did not see that coming. Yeah, and I then five minutes later, she, she comes back to life. <laughs> So how about that whole part where Rand and Moiraine are in the blight trying to make their way to the dark one and then he appears and he's like a, I don't know, like a dude with a mustache who's a liar. Um, well, he's, he's the dark one. Did you, did you dark, think that yeah. Moiraine was dead? 
Because, like, it, it's funny because I, I did believe when Nynaeve was dead, but I didn't believe they killed Moraine. I don't know why. No. I figured that was, like, fake great when they did it. Yeah, I didn't. No, yeah, that was pretty obvious. No. I didn't yeah. think that, that was Robin pretty obvious. Pike, the, I didn't think the biggest name star on the entire show would be dead. And I, I don't know, I just felt like we, I mean, it was obvious that it was a dream at some point, right? And then it wasn't real. Yeah. And I, didn't, yeah. I didn't think she was dead either. I thought Nynaeve could be dead. Yeah, I didn't think that, that I agree with Nynaeve, you. I thought, could be dead. But you know what? Not for nothing. Yeah. Now that I think about it, the, the actress that plays Nynaeve, she's the second billing in the cast. Like, when the, when the, when the opening credits start, you get, um, um, no, I can't think of her name, but Marie. Yeah, Rosamund Pike, and then the actress that plays Nynaeve is the second Maybe. villain. Oh, Maybe, but it could still be this season only. I mean, it could be different. It's not true. But... I mean, you know, once upon a, once upon a time, um, you know, Sean Bean was the star of Game of Thrones. But I agree. Mm-hmm. I didn't think Martin was really dead. I mean, that whole thing in the woods there, I mean, I, I think that you know, Rand has the dream, and he wakes up, and he won't tell. I think it's, I think it's his weakness. It's a weakness and a problem, and we see it later that he he doesn't tell Maureen what happened. He doesn't trust her, right? He still doesn't trust her. Like she's like dreams are really important. What do you think? Yeah. Like it was nothing. I figured he was more didn't want to tell her she was gonna die because he thought she would. That was. But she knows no, she's gonna die. I think he doesn't she knows trust whoever, her. She believes she's gonna so die. She did and she's ready to would, die. So I don't. He doesn't trust her. Yeah. He doesn't trust her, which is kind of, I mean, I mean, I can kind of see why, because she's been pretty shifty for a long time, but he doesn't really have a choice but to trust her right now, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean. I, I didn't read it that way, but I guess that makes sense thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, I know if I read One thing. I mean, I read it that he doesn't trust her, but, yeah. One thing in the episode that bothered me right away, or like really one of the only things, so I actually really did enjoy the episode, but one thing that did not make sense to me was um, why would, uh, what's his name there? Uh, Rand. No, Rand. He knows, he knows the Dark One lies. He knows this, okay? This is not a secret it's not something new. Why would he listen to the Dark One for any reason at any time? Like, it's just, I kind of thought he was, was buying time trying to figure out how to use the magic, but maybe I'm wrong. I also think a lot of it was for cinematic value, but uh, I felt like when he was asking him how to do it, like he was trying to figure out what he wanted him to do and do the opposite. I kind of wondered. I don't know, but maybe I'm reading too much into it. I, yeah, so the flip side of that is I kind of wondered why Maureen has not prepared him better and why she wouldn't say, like, oh, the yeah. Turnmark sword clearly is not from your village and you know that obviously you were born someplace else, right? Like, she obviously, I think she knows all this stuff or has thought about it. And and she also gives him no preparation of really, other than being like, the Dark One lies in his bag. Like, she doesn't yeah. really give him very good preparation for what is coming. Um, or tr- she doesn't try to help him. Like, we've never seen her try to help him learn how to channel. We, she hasn't really tried to train him or 
Well, I think she didn't want him to start to go nuts ahead of time, probably, is why, part of why she didn't train. Oh, good point. Yep, good point. Because in the end, he's like, okay, men who have magical nuts, yeah, so I gotta go, right? Yeah, that's what she said. You'll, do, you'll know how True. when you do it. Um, yeah. Um, why he has to leave, though, and tell, or why he has to tell them, well, I, I, I guess I guess I do know the answer to that. He wants her to tell him he's dead because he knows they'll come after him. But um, I, I, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of dumb because they're going to find a, obviously going to find a way for him to, at least I'm guessing, a way for him to be okay. Um, yeah. I guess. I did, I did like the part where he, he defeats, like, the spell of the Dark One because he's like, look, this is what I want. This is not what Iguan wants. He's like, yeah, I would love to just, like, live in this little village with a family and a kid or whatever, but she wants more, and, like, the purse, like, this is not what she wants. Actually, this is reminding me a little bit of, of, the, of the Matrix a little bit, which we're going to talk about later, but um, that he's like, what about her choice? He actually says, I think, what about her choice? And then he says, like, a woman who wants, this is not the one I fell in love with. Like, you're, you're right? Like, that's when he realizes the Dark One is telling him, like, what he wants, what he, he, not, he wants, yeah. Well, not the woman that he wants. He wants the woman who like wants the other thing. Why does my phone keep so making cool. noise? Sorry, I keep hitting things that keeps making noise. Um, yeah. But yeah, I did like that part. I did. I did like that. I mean, I guess I. I partly I liked it because I love that. You know, he he recognizes her agency. Like it's a sign of a. Like that's a really good relationship, right? Like he recognizes her agency, and that she wants what she wants. She has a right to want it, and he likes her because she wants it. Right. I liked all of that. Yep. Yep. Um, so, yep, yep. Uh, uh, what I what I what I felt was a little made for TV, and probably not because this all comes out of the book, so I shouldn't say it. But we've talked a lot about about Lan and naive, and are they in love, are they not in love, and his bond to Maureen, and, and at, by the end of this episode, Maureen says, like, look, she can't, she can no longer activate the bond with Lam, right? He's like, let me back in, let me back in, and she's like, does she say she actually can't do magic anymore? She's like, I can't feel the source. Yeah. Right. He can feel it, she just can't touch it. So, does that, like, leave him open to a relationship with Nynaeve? Is that where that's going? Well, I think he already has a relationship with Nynaeve. I mean, yeah, well, no, he, no, no. I'm not sure that Moraine uh, precludes him from having a relationship from Nynaeve, but well, okay, can he, will he maybe with bond with somebody else or maybe bond with her later, maybe? I mean, like, my understanding is that the, the, the warder's bond to the to the witch is is very, um, I don't want to say all-consuming, but it's, it's a very, consumes a lot of his, Mental, emotional, everything, right? Um, does it leave yeah. room for for him to be with Nynaeve? I don't think so. Um, but it, if if Maureen is unable to reestablish that connection, that certainly leaves him free for other things, right? Including Nynaeve, but maybe right. like other things. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, but maybe and, he'll and bond it, with her later. I mean. She might she would probably become Aes Sedai, so I don't know. That would be where I would assume that could be going. True. Yes, but I kind of feel like the bond of a warder to an Aes Sedai is not sexual or romantic. It's on a different kind of No, but I'm saying maybe he'll end up I mean it could be 
he should have have both maybe if he I don't know maybe I don't know we haven't read the book <laughs> we, don't know. we have no idea right yeah I don't we have know no idea. <laughs> um yeah. uh it, so I thought this episode so you know every week I'm like I hate this show I hate this show it's so slow it takes forever this episode was the, I was like I can't believe it ended so quickly this was the first episode that I was like wow. That went by really fast because I actually like paid attention the entire time. I I this might have been the best episode for me in terms of like I don't know I guess because shit actually happened almost every minute of the episode, um, and things that happened actually meant things and advanced storyline and advanced characters and I don't know I, I, to me this episode I was like really that was an hour already, and you know I've never said that all season. Yeah. Very true. Uh, yeah, I don't. So, um, I, I, I didn't. Well, I don't know. I feel like more happened action-wise, not as much character-wise. But maybe that's okay. why you liked it more. But Fair enough. That's, I, I'll be honest. That's why. No, that, that's not. That's not a bad thing, though, because no, not necessarily. That's been the problem. I, I just well, but what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that's been the problem because the show has been very lopsided. This episode had a good amount of action. It had a good amount of character development. You know, like I thought I thought a lot of stuff happened in this episode, which was good because up to that point we've been missing it because up to this point it's just been a bad, um, what you call it, Lord of the Rings. Uh, Lord of the Rings ripoff? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's been it's, and it's been a bad one. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean it's good to have action happen, right? I, so one thing yeah, no, that happened, saying, that, I think that, that yeah, you know, it was it was different in that sense. Yeah. So in the episode, we find out that the vendor, the tinker from their village, is a dark friend, right? Which we kind of have seen that. I mean, that's been dropped in for several episodes now that this guy might turn up and be bad. So, uh, what's the prize? I guess I was a little, I don't know, I felt like they, they, they I, dropped I this guy like, in. I like, oh, yeah, I should have seen that coming, I felt like. But I didn't. Yeah. I mean, like, I didn't pick up on it. The, the thing that I thought was kind of dumb was he was like, he turned into dark just because he picked up an axe and was going to kill him. Like, was that just so he didn't kill him? He thought, well, if I tell him that he's being evil by going to kill me, he won't. That part was kind of dumb. But, I felt like. Like, they dropped this guy in from their village, and he's like, I saw it coming, and blah, blah, and he drops this exposition, and it was fine, but we never, like, we didn't get to see Matt, right? Like, we saw this guy instead of Matt. Just in and the like, preview. They should preview. And, like, where is, yeah, where is Matt now? Matt, we didn't see Matt since he didn't go through the gate with them, and he's yeah. one of the five, and we didn't get an update on him. Um, and he, I mean, we're not sure, I'm not sure if he's, going crazy because of Matt, because men can't handle magic, or is it because of the dagger, or is it because of others? Is he a dark friend? Like, we don't really know, right? Right. Well, he doesn't have the the dagger anymore, so there's that. I mean, you know what I could see, though? I I could see Matt um, being that character, you know, that kind of character that ends up um, going evil. You know? Oh yeah. Like yeah. I could see, I could totally see him end up, you know, and it's going to be this whole problem later for 
everybody because they're going to have to fight Matt at some point. And it's, it's you know, and it's going to be like, yeah, yeah. Can, can they, can they fight Matt? You know, can they go through Matt uh-huh. to, to take out the evil? So, yeah. I mean, I think it's, do you I think, think it's, it's still possible that Rand is not the one? Like Rand is like Rand. It appears he's the one because he talks to the he talks to the it appears he's the dragon because he talks to the one right and all that. But Rand doesn't well, have success. But, but wait, Rand well, doesn't I mean, have success. Wait, wait, wait. Let me finish. Let me finish. He doesn't have success, and the the oracle or the seer whoever she is back at the back at the bar has made it clear that the five of them are tied together. And and at the end of it, Maureen's like, I think this wasn't the first battle. This wasn't the last battle. This was the first battle. And is it still possible that any combination of them are the dragon? So now, Jamie, go ahead. I will say, my thought. I interrupted you, Jamie. Yeah, go ahead, Jamie, then I'll give my opinion. I kind of see what you say, but at the same time, I assume that we're supposed to accept what we said when they said that okay. guy who was with the dark one uh, you know, he said, you're the one, but they're, whatever he said, I don't know, five spokes on the wheel or whatever, that they're all important. I kind of assumed that as much as they didn't necessarily tell us that all along and it wasn't clear, I feel like that was a definitive answer that you're supposed to accept that, whether it necessarily okay. tracks or not. At least that's how I felt, like that you're supposed to believe what he said. Um, okay, which that's fair. They haven't really But been. he lies. I mean, I think they could have been more outright with what they've shown but yeah he could be lying too but i don't know i just thought that that was kind of like i'm saying that i, mean, I, you know, I, really I say this a lot about other shows i say i can only go by what i see on the screen so i hear you i i agree with that actually though because um and it makes sense you know there's five spokes on the wheel and everything so it makes sense that they're all connected and and i and the reason i took not so much what the dark one said but I took it that he's the one because he saw the last dragon. Okay, because he really you know, saw man. Yeah, so I don't think any of the other four could have seen him if they weren't the dragon. That's just my opinion based on what we've been given. Yeah, okay, that's, that's, that's fair. Yeah, cool. Yep. All right, sold. You guys sold me. I just don't like Rand. You know, that's my problem. I mean, he's not, he's so not, I don't know, he's not the strongest. So, um, real quick, um, yeah. speaking of the, what you call it, the, uh, the seer, what did you guys think about right before she jumped ship and took off? Um, what did you think about her, her vision that she had um, right beforehand when she saw all those people dying from the blight? And Nynaeve was one of them. Well, that's, I think, why you thought she died, too. Because she made a comment and said something like that everything that I, I see eventually happens. And then she saw her right. burning. It did happen. It just didn't yeah. kill her. So it did come to pass. We just It just didn't kill her. She didn't yeah, but see, I felt, I felt like, I felt like, right. I felt like what, what she saw didn't look like what happened, so. Yeah. She just saw yeah. her burning. Her, she did burn. I felt like, I I thought she looked like she had the blight. She had, like, bubble, you know, she, like, was boiling. 
But really, I, I thought it looked like her face was on fire, which is I what happened. I have to watch it again. I don't know. Maybe it was just like what happened. I don't know. Maybe it's just. I mean, I think bad on their part. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, she does see these people connected, so. Um. Uh, oh, and yeah, I don't know. I, I have a question. I have a question for Jamie. Yeah. When we first, when we first see um, the dark one, before he sticks him, before Rand shoots him in the eye, um, and then he, um, didn't he look like Lucifer, and it with his demon face? <laughs> but like a very bad effect of Lucifer. But yeah, I thought that too. But I thought it looked so silly with the way they did so that. It was so funny. I said, to, I said to Artie, I was like, yeah, Artie, it's Lucifer. I said, and then and then as he, as he was turning human, I said, I swear to God, if Tom Ellis is playing this part, <laughs> that's like the cheap Lucifer. <laughs> Actually, you know who he reminded me of? Uh, AJ Jamie won't know this character probably, but um, the the what's he called? The Dark One, the one. Um, he yeah, reminded me of you know in in Legion where the bad guy is that sort of Algerian, that, that French, North African kind of, that French guy with the mustache. Oh, yeah. Who, who yeah. He, he reminded me of that guy. Although oh, he wasn't, you mean, I can he see was that. French you mean that, that, that Dan Stevens is in, right? Yeah, more yeah. Of the show we just, yeah, the, yeah not, not the movie, like the, the show. I don't know if you, Jamie, saw the show. Yeah, he end. does kind of look like him a little bit. He does. That guy was sort of had a French accent, and he was he was maybe North African with the mustache and the black hair. Uh, maybe because they're yeah. both evil and have a mustache. I don't know, but he reminded me of that guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're evil with a mustache. <laughs> um. So that's where we're left off, and the show is renewed, right, for another season. But when is it going to happen? I think it's going to be like another second season. It's going to be a while, probably a year away, right? Um, Yeah, at least. Yeah. So uh, it left off. Yeah, it's. I I guess that's that's the one problem. You know, like I, I like the shorter season shows. I think you get more out of them um, than your typical 22 season, 22 episode type shows. The problem is um, <laughs> there's such a long, there's such a long wait, and and you know, and and COVID made it worse. I mean, we haven't seen Stranger Things it's, by the time it premieres. It's going to be two years. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And people forget. Like I, I did, I do really miss the very reliable network schedule that your show came back every September. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, and you knew so in September time, all we have TV all back. year. You know, it's funny. Well, at one do, point but... on this podcast, we had like six shows, and then all of a sudden we had three shows. <laughs> so. Yeah, but shows reliably came back in a year when there was a network, yes. the short network model, right? And and I do I do yeah. miss that because so many shows we watch are gonna. I mean. I mean, Jamie, we're not going to discuss Doctor Who today, but we will next week. But it's going to be pretty much two years until the next one comes out. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's that's. I mean, only Doctor Who can get away. Uh, uh, only a franchise like Doctor Who can get away with that. For you know, Doctor Who, Star Trek, something like that. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, Wait, I, it, I, I guess you know, we're at least. I mean, hey, perfect perfect example. 
I, I forgot that I hadn't watched season six of The Expanse yet because it had been so long. I, I for, In my head, I had already watched the finale. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, stuff takes a long time to get renewed. So we, we're not going to see this show. I don't know. I assume it's renewed. I haven't seen much about it. I, no, I, I know it's like renewed. Another year to... Well, not for nothing. Yeah. I mean, we haven't we haven't been overly keen on it until this episode, really. But no, we haven't. It's the number really one. Care. It's the it's it's the number one most watched show on on Prime. And it, it's got like a would I say that one day? And this was like last week a bi- um a billion minutes watched or something. And I did the math. That was oh. like seven hundred and seventy seven thousand or seven seven million seven hundred and seventy seven thousand. Oh, I don't know how many hours it was that translates to, but. I guess that's okay. I'm a little more skeptical of streaming numbers than I am of other kinds of numbers, partly because, like, the way in which, like, how does Manifest become the number one show? But how does something, like, when something like Manifest can become the number one show on Netflix for, like, a moment and then it's gone, right? Like, it's a terrible show. It became number one because of a bunch of reasons that don't have anything to do with the quality of the show, right? So, well, it has so, to do with how much it's time. being watched. Well, it's no, yeah, it's no watch, different but, than the old. It, I mean, essentially, it's really no different than the. I mean, the Nielsen ratings weren't the best thing either because not everybody got, was able to put in their input from Nielsen ratings. Like, that was select, you know, it was like they, Nielsen ratings mailed it out to select people. You know what I mean? No, but I never got a, a Nielsen ring like, in the mail. It was a different <laughs> thing when it's like this is what's on and this is what a selection of people are watching. It's not like, you know, streaming is a little bit of like people who are bored or people who are trying to get goose numbers. Like, but yeah. whatever. Um, but to Jamie's point, this book apparently is hugely popular. It has millions and millions sure. of readers of the books who are probably watching the show, right, and helping to drive it. Actually. Um, you want you want a you want a funny connection that I just read recently. Um, apparently, George R. R. Martin was inspired by the Wheel of Time, and there are references to the Wheel of Time in Game of Thrones. Wheel of Time came out first. Yeah, by about eight years. Wow, really? The Wheel of Time predates Game of Thrones. Um, six years, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, apparently, apparently Martin and uh, Robert, um, I can't think of the guy's name now. Robert something. Um, they became really good friends when uh, when he started writing Game of Robert, Yeah, Robert Jordan when he started writing Game of Thrones and uh, Game of Thrones has references to Wheel of Time in it. Interesting. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, I was reading an article well, the other day know, about it. Better. That's what I said. <laughs> I said it's the, the the show that was inspired by was better, or not the show, but the book. Well, yeah, in my opinion. Of course, I haven't read the book, no. so I, I mean, the books could be way better than what we got on TV. But that I digress. Yeah. So. So I all right. thought this episode was better, but it, it didn't leave me with like, oh my god, this cliffhanger! I can't wait to see what happens two years from now, or a year from now, or whatever. Like I yeah, liked no, it, it wasn't, better, but. Yeah, I, even I agree. But I want like I have to see what happens. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, depending what's on then. So okay, well then we'll move on from it, huh? All right. So 
The Matrix. The Matrix. Matrix. What's the Rebels? Rebel Matrix. Now? Tune out. If you haven't seen it, tune out for a little while and come back. It's called The Matrix. Okay, it's not Revolutions. It's not Resurrection. Is that what it's called? Resurrection. Resurrection. Which is so funny. I watched um, Keanu Reeves on Graham Norton, and you can tell they don't redo things. He called it Revolutions. It was so funny. He called it by the wrong name. To be fair, the other one was called that, so... You yeah, part three was. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, you know, I think that this movie is going to be very polarizing for a lot of people. Like, I think a lot of people, some people are going to like it. Like, I liked it. And other people, like, I think, I know, Karen, you seemed like you didn't like it. I think you're going to not like it. I don't think there's going to be any in between. I think it's kind of, it depends how you feel about the way they did it. Really? So before before we before we diverge on our criticism of the film, can we agree that this is a movie that nobody was clamoring for? Nobody wanted really to see this movie except for Warner Brothers, right? Like I yeah. felt like the trilogy was. Well, I mean, I thought it was cool, cool when I found out it was coming, but did I feel like I needed it? No. Have you spent the last fifteen years being like, God, I wonder what happens next in the Matrix? No. I really should remake it. I can't wait. No, I was, like, I, I was, I was fine with the ending. Killed the main characters, so well, they kind of like killed the main characters in a movie that was largely bad. Right, the Matrix movies got worse as they went along. The third movie was the worst movie. Absolutely, they killed all the main characters, and the fandom was kind of over it and moved on. And the directors and creators were over it and moved on. But Warner Brothers wants to make a dollar. Oh, and by the way, Warner Brothers has been planning to make a fifth movie. But we'll see what happens now that this is pretty much a bomb. This movie is not making money at the box office or on streaming, right? This movie, well, I think, is fair, a lot. I mean, it's bomb. So it's not going to make as much well, money anyway. That was kind of a dumb time to bring it out. But here's the thing. The and it's on HBO the Wachowski Max. sisters, yeah, the Wachowski sisters have said this is it for them. If Warner Brothers decides they want to make more, then they're doing it without them. So well, only one, only Lily made this one. Lana wasn't even in this one, right? Lana, no, Lana made it, not Lily. Lana made it. Lily's not in it. Oh, I thought they both um, made it. Right. Oh, because at the end it said the yeah, Wachowskis. Yeah. I thought I thought they both did it. it yeah, says, I think because I think it's based on the Wachowski characters, probably. At the end, it says based on characters created by the Wachowskis. Lana oh, directed it, it says? All right. and co-wrote it. Maybe I didn't read. Not in it. Um, so yeah. I read an interview where Lily said that Warner Brothers has been after them for years. Like once a year, would be like, here's a bunch of money, make another one. And they were both like, no, we're done. The story's over. Like we finished it, we're done. We don't need the money, we're done. Um, yeah, they, and so they got the story they wanted. There's different stories going around. One story is that Warner Brothers threatened to make it without them, and so Lana caved and was like, "Okay, I'll do it." I and saw then, the and then joke it. And then yeah. put a joke about it I in saw, the movie. <laughs> I saw an interview yeah, where I Lana mean, said, "I saw an interview where Lana said, I said no, we said no, we said no, we said no, and then.'" She had a year where she had some major losses in her life, including her father died and also a good friend, I think. And in the interview, she says she's like, okay, then I was willing, then I was willing to revisit these two characters that I love so much because I lost what I loved. I mean, I'll take it at face value, but it also sounds like that's when you get into Warner Brothers. Yeah, 
right? So I don't know, but I do think that they probably threatened to do it. I mean, otherwise, I don't think they would have put that in the movie. I mean, that's why I think we attempt to kind of. But that's why I think that the movie was was funny, and I like how they did it because it. I don't know. I feel like when I watched it, it felt like such a different tone than the original. Like it did not. Feel. Yeah. But then the more I thought about it, the more that I, I like that fact. Because if you think about it, the Matrix kind of represented where we were technology-wise, I guess I, I'd say, in 1999, like the way sci-fi was and like what people were into, what it, where they thought it was going and kind of that, you know, cyberpunk, that's what it was. And that's totally not what it is now. Like it wouldn't have made sense if it looked like a 1999 aesthetic movie. I don't know. Like, to me, it being more rep- – the Matrix being more representative of, like, our lives now and how everybody's, like, into movies and games and, like, it being all about, like, the whole merchandising and all that. I thought it was smart, and I liked the way that they did it because – I don't know. Because, like I said, they kind of before represented sort of how people were screwed up with technology, and I don't know. It just was sort of our worldview, I felt like. So I kind of – like, as a whole, not everybody's, but, I mean, like, as a people. I don't know. I thought it was kind of smart the way they yes. did it. You know what? And how they made I, it. I, I, I get what you're saying. Game. And you're right. But here's my thing. My, my knee-jerk reaction as soon as it was over, my first thought was, well, it was better than three. But it's not a very high <laughs> ball. No. Because, oh, no, it was because not. It was three, was, three was really bad. Um, you know, I appreciated some of the, the you know, the, uh, I, you know, I guess I appreciated some of the comedy and I thought it was interesting how they made um, uh, Trinity just as important as Neo. Um, oh, they did Which not. I kind of feel... They did not. I'm so sick of that. Trinity has never been as important as Neo, and she was not in this either. I said they... Always... I say, she, she, absolutely, she absolutely is in this movie. I mean, the, heck, the, and the analyst, which, by the way, he's... He stole... He's, by the way, Neil Patrick Harris stole the movie. <laughs> He was so great in this movie. Sort of. Um, yeah. But they totally, they totally made her as important. And, and let me finish before you guys jump in here, okay? They totally made her as important. Um, the way the way characters totally talk down about, what, especially the analyst. Like the analyst was the whole point of of certain things of this. The way he talked about Trinity, and the husband treated Trinity, and. I'm probably going to sound like a jerk saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I feel like part of the point of this movie is back in the early 2000s, two men made this movie, and now this part four is made by a transgender woman. So all of a sudden the tones have changed. I feel like the tones changed drastically from a man's world to – which is, I feel like, why Trinity kind of became as important. Um, and, 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 you know, and uh, the analyst explained that without both of them, the, they couldn't do what they needed to do because any time, you know, if they were too close together, they, they couldn't be controlled. If they were too far apart, things didn't work. That's why they had to keep them, at, you know, a, set, a safe distance. Um, and, you know, I mean, clearly Trinity became more apparent because she, you know, He's like, I'm not flying. He's like, Are you flying? Are you the one now? Yeah. 
What do you guys think? All right. So I, I hadn't think... thought about it that way. Now that you said that, that's kind of interesting. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like the idea that they made it about the love story. I do kind of I, – I mean, I don't know. I like the commentary that they made, which is which is what I enjoyed thought was interesting, and the fact that they kind of – in my opinion, it was sort of like a screw you to Warner Brothers because they forced, them, forced her to do it. But I do kind of miss some of the more seriousness, I guess. And the fact that Morpheus was like, the, there were a couple things that didn't work for me. Like the fact that Morpheus was like Morpheus and Smith, I thought was kind of dumb. And the other thing that I didn't like is I didn't like that they didn't have the people turn into agents, that they were just like bots that didn't change. Because I think that was a cool thing that they, they should have taken from the original. Well, yeah, it just changed. I, I, with everything, it advanced the technology. The swarm made more sense because technology had advanced as opposed to having the agents, you know, the people turn into the agents. I thought the, the swarm was kind of fun. And speaking of agents, um, I don't know if Hugo Weaving just wasn't asked or he turned them down, but I didn't like the – I, I didn't like the interaction between Smith and and Neo because it wasn't Smith. It was some, you know, it was a new yeah. actor playing Thank him. You. And Thank it you. Just, it, it so didn't. Ha- it didn't. That guy wasn't good. It's just that he wasn't Hugo. It, it just didn't. Ha- it just didn't have. I mean, you know, no, like Karen said, nobody asked for this movie, but we got this movie, so of course we're all going to watch it because we all watched the original three. But when we revisit something, we want to see what we did like. And not having Hugo Weaving playing Smith for me was a big letdown. And apparently, I mean, one thing I hated was he kept calling him Tom instead of, you know, Mr. Anderson, which is, you know, an iconic line that's, which is an iconic line that's referenced in numerous TV shows and songs and movies. And, you know, for him to keep calling him Tom, I was like, what's that about? But then I found out apparently the point of that was, it's called crap. Hey, Artie, what is it called? Dead naming. Dead naming. So basically, oh, yeah. apparently, well, you in, didn't name a trans person, yeah. Yes. So that, yeah, Wait, again, what? again, dead naming. It's when you when somebody a trans. Okay, like um. So Lana, I don't even know. Um, Lana is now Lana. And whatever her name was before, if somebody keeps, you know, she's Lana now, if somebody was to call her by her, her masculine name, that would be called dead naming. So because yeah, he's not very... Tom Anderson, he's not Tom Anderson, he's Neo. So it was supposed to be a, an insult by, keep, by the fact that he kept calling him Tom, which I feel, well, you know. Yeah, and, I'm not sure by calling him Mr. Anderson means anything different. It's still well, his there name. Well, there has been, but, but I, kind of I mean, the worst, the worst, the worst, have talked in the past about how, about how the original matrix even was, you know, there were like, it was a bit of an allegory about transgender even then, but they couldn't come right out. The, the network, like the studio would never make it. And there were some elements of that. Exactly. But that's been talked about for 15 years. Um, I mean, yeah. that's not, let me tell you all the reasons this movie is terrible. And, and one of them is, if you're not going to cast Hugo Weaving and Lawrence Fishburne, then don't have Smith and Morpheus in the movie. 
Like, first of all, part of the whole point of the last movie was that Neo defeated Agent Smith. So if you're going to have a new mm-hmm. actor in it, have it be a new agent. Like, why is it got to be Smith? Well, they it had no reason to be Smith. It had no reason yeah. why it should be Smith. It was not really Smith. It didn't look like Smith. It didn't act like Smith. It didn't, like, it was so dumb. Just have another program that's after Neo. It also made no sense. Yes. Of course, it didn't make sense in the third movie either why Smith, like, goes rogue and is obsessed with defeating Neo, right? And it made no sense as a movie. This well, no, movie that makes no sense. That, no. The entire storyline makes no sense. I don't like the third movie at all, but I, I, I can at least answer that. Smith went rogue because of yeah. Neo. Like, part of, part of <laughs> Neo fighting the system got yeah. basically got Neo, 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 infected, Neo infected Smith. So Smith was no longer a good little program. He now was a program that okay. was learning and right. was like, hey, I want more. All right, fair enough. But, but there's yeah. no reason and, and to have Smith I, in this movie. I hate the third movie. <laughs> no, there's not. Yes, the third movie's terrible. There's no reason for it to be Smith, have it be a new agent. It was a pale imitation of Smith, and it's an iconic role uh, that that – Right, that was so specific. Same thing with Lawrence Fishburne. Like, if you're not going to cast Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus, yeah. don't have another Morpheus. Just have another well, character. Like, there was so much. The matter is, and the problem is, everybody in this movie was dead. I mean, yes. Neo and Trinity were dead. Apparently, Morpheus was killed in the game, which I never played the whole game, so I don't yeah. know. Um, and you know, Smith. The game was destroyed. canon. Yes, the game yeah, is totally canon. But here's the thing about the game. Nobody remembers it and nobody played it. So if it's canon, I, I played it. it. I never. <laughs> Jamie, you played it, but I just read today that when the game was canceled in 2009, there were only 500 active players left. It was canceled. I thought it was canceled a lot sooner than that. So in I don't 2009, know. it was eliminated. It was gotten rid of. It's not. It's can't. It's canon. But look, if you could kill everyone and bring, if you can't get Lawrence Fishburne to play the role. Then don't have it be more obvious. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne is like yeah, I, I agree. such an iconic, right? Like, and look, I like Yahya Abdul Mateen. He he, I mean, he was fantastic in Watchmen. He he's really good, but he basically was trying to, in some ways, imitate this iconic performance by another great actor. And it's not fair to ask him yeah, to do that. It's not, do it fair completely to, different. it's not fair to ask him to do it. It's not fair to ask us to buy it. It's not fair to sell that to us. It was, that's bullshit, right? Like, just have him be a new person. And then it turns out that he's actually made of, like, tiny nanobots or whatever, baloney. Um, this movie, <laughs> so I do think, I agree with Jamie that, that this movie, I think there was a good 25 minutes in the beginning where this movie had a lot to say about um, about media and social media and technology, like updated from 15 years yeah. ago, and 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 what you will believe. Like I think they were trying to say something about like the internet and social media and misinformation and what you'll believe and mm-hmm. what you'll be sold and and that kind of thing. But it quickly fell apart with this ridiculous, stupid company that Neo works for. And and they're all like a bunch of tech bros, which I, I guess it's supposed to be tongue in cheek and be an indictment, but it was like, ugh. Um, I think that there was no point to the story because they never gave us a reason why the Gen Z Zion people want to break Neo out. Like, there's never any reason why they want to like find Neo 
not like in the first movie where well, I think Morpheus they needed. A... I, I think that they needed like a um, like a hero, a mascot to, to help people break out. Because that's the other thing that I thought was interesting was the fact that they could be free, but not everybody wanted to be free. I mean, a lot of people accepted okay, but, it and would but, rather stay in their happy lives. I mean, I okay, think that was like a big was, part of it. I know, Jamie, that you're thinking out loud when you say they need a hero or a mascot, but Neo is not a hero or a mascot. I know, I know you're searching for words and you didn't have time to think that. No, not, no, like, I mean really... like the people wanted like a face to it, I guess. Yeah, I'm not well, getting the, people, the right no, words. The people didn't. These few kids on this one boat wanted, like, right? And they're like, yeah. basically I thought the story was Fair like, ooh, Niobe's a boomer and she's in charge. Get off, boomer. Let's break out someone else to be our leader. <laughs> Right, I was like, yeah, I don't, they I don't know like, why. Like, what, that was my other question too. Like, what was the reasoning to put it sixty years in the future, other than to say it took sixty years to rebuild them? I guess I don't know because that part of explain, how old was kind of well, dumb. I didn't get why they did. That. I think, I think, yeah, I think <laughs> even going, even going twenty years. I mean, they could have still advanced the way they did. I don't, yeah, I don't see why they needed sixty 20. years either. There's unless never they just, really unless they any. Just said, it's, it's because Jada Pinkett Smith came on set and said, listen, I want to be like a 90-year-old character in this movie, so you got to age it 60 yeah. years. Yeah. There's no reason for the 60 years. There's never any real reason given for them to try to get Neo. And there's no real reason for Neo to try to get Trinity other than I love her. And he, frankly, is, is acting in, like, he is like, I'm going to get her at all costs, and if all of humanity is wiped out, whatever, i got to get Trinity. It's fine, right? which I feel like is the opposite of what was happening in the earlier films where he did, he, they both sacrificed themselves for the good of humanity in, in the last film. Yeah. And, and then, like, this is all about, like, fuck humanity. I've got to get this girl that I love. Like, what? It, it really trivializes, like, Trinity's importance, who, who frankly, she's a more competent character than, than Neo from the start, from the first movie. She's smarter. She's more quick on the uptake. She's, like, right? She's not allowed to be the hero, and she's reduced in this movie to nothing more than, like, Neo's, like, love interest who has to be rescued by him. Um, yeah, but then she kicks ass. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. Then it was like she was more powerful than him, so. She's not. She's not more powerful than him. He's still the one at the end of it. No, so she no. flies and well, he doesn't. Well, he is at the very, very end, but he had to remember how to be the one, and he needed the her reason, to remind yes, him. I the reason like she flies and about. he doesn't is because she's more competent, and she adapts more quickly than him, and she's not as stuck in it as he is. She's better, True. and it's not a lot of stuff. Whatever. Also, I, also, can we talk about... The Kung Fu was not as good as any of the previous movies, and the special effects were not no, that good, and the action no, scenes were not. not that good. It is no, not the same as the I had previous film. I'm watching it, and, and I mentioned this to you guys, I think. I watched it on the HBO Max app, and I really so wish no. I hadn't watched it on my Apple TV. Oh, no, yeah, you're having issues. Reason, no, <laughs> no, even though it was, I turned it off on the television because I realized it was on on the television. The HBO Max app, apparently on something 4K, it puts on motion smoothing whether you want it or not. At least I couldn't figure out how the hell to get it off. And everything looked, and yes, the effects maybe weren't as good as the original. I don't know. But to me, what I was watching, everything looked like a soap opera, and it was absolutely horrible. But I mean, it That's was horrible. horrible. Like, I know that that isn't the way it was supposed to look. It's the way it looked on television. Yes. And it made it hard for me to get into the effects. So I'm excited to see okay. it in the theater and see what the effects are supposed to look like. But I, all right. look, 
the You're building be is what it is. It's not well, maybe probably, but the the thing is, is that I I mean, the film is is what it is. It's like you said about the third movie. I mean, they had a you know a full story to tell, and like overall, I liked the story. But the third movie was and the second movie were still not as good as the original. It was never going to be as good as the original. It's twenty years later. But for what it was, I liked the commentary that they had, and I thought it was a fun movie, and I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed okay, my time. I wasn't bored. I liked I it. Think, and I liked the I love think, story behind it. Was it Oscar winning? No. I think 20 years later. going to be Spider-Man? The, no. <laughs> I think 20 years later, the fight <laughs> choreography and the special effects should be better, and they were not even of the quality yeah. of the 2003 movie. Yeah. Really. I Fights, you know, they, well, I did think the fights were kind of strange too, but I thought that was partially because of the way nope, that nope, it was slowed down. And it's weird. They were very, you know, there's a modern way of shooting fights that you jump cut them, cut them up into a lot of short little scenes with a lot of little short little like points of view, and chop it all up. And we did not see any of those like big. I mean, the main, uh, okay. But was it more supposed to be referencing the way it was in the original? No, so, I mean maybe that. No, was it was like not nearly as good as the original. original. No, okay. it wasn't. I, it no, wasn't as good. good. I that's that's I mean, the like irony. I mean, the, the second movie, not good. The, the second movie has an unbelievable chasing on the highway that goes on for, what, seven, eight, nine, ten minutes, right? That chasing on the highway yeah. is insane. It's so good. And in the third movie, it's not a good movie. The best part of that movie might be the fight on the dock where the where the the machines are coming through the ceiling and they're fighting to, like, protect themselves. And it goes on for a long time. And it's actually very well shot. Very well done in terms of a battle scene, right? Um, the the big scene we have in this movie is basically zombies, right? I was like, I'm, am I seriously fucking watching Twenty Eight yeah. Days Later in the middle of this movie right now? Because all I saw was like millions <laughs> of zombies running around and like Neo trying to shoot them, right? I'm sorry, You're not is wrong. that not what you guys thought of? No, that's that's I, I you know I didn't think that. that, but now that you say it. No, I now that you yeah, say it, that's exactly what it was. Yes. <laughs> I was like, these are super fast zombies. This is 20 days later. This is Dawn of the Dead or whatever, Army of Darkness or whatever. What, whatever that I thing think is called. The, Army of... I think the Army of the Dead. The other thing I think that's a big problem is that the, the other movies were so revolutionary in a lot of, you know, yes. effects-wise. And, and I think that, like, you still expect that, and for them to not have put as much money and effort into yeah, well, it, I think is kind of a problem. But I, I, I don't know. I, I want to see it. You know what, Jamie? Jamie, that is that's Final. a great way to put it because you know what? When you know the the early op movies, I mean that the Matrix was cutting edge. There was there was Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and the Matrix. They were the standard. And I got to say, you know, Artie and I watched the movies, you know, before the, you know, before the new one came out, we rewatched everything. And, and it still stands up, you know, it's like, they they kind you know, by today's standards, they kind of look like a a 2D video game in some aspects, but at the same time, it still stands up and the fight, the choreography of the fight scenes are amazing. And, And it's just, Watching it again, it's like you, know you what? kind I of brought back and like, wow, this was this was so was cutting, cutting edge. edge. And now the new movie looks you know, like 
Yeah. Somebody wasn't but, trying. But you know what I kept thinking <laughs> during the first one, though? When I was rewatching the first one, though, the one thing that I thought at first, and, and like I thought it was kind of funny, because as I was watching it, I was thinking, these are things that we've seen so many times before, and it seems really, really um, der- derivative, but it's because everything Bad. was derivative of the Matrix, which I think makes I it think- interesting. I don't think that's we see why that quality very often. That's why I time and that kind of thing was funny, huh? Sorry? I don't think we see that quality very often even now. The first no, no, no. But I mean the way they so did them, like the shots with the, with the bullet time and the way they did the cameras and everything. Uh, like yeah, those I didn't really. But I feel like it wasn't done as well. I feel like it was done well, better no, when it, they originally did it than it was now. It's like now they just I kind think, of slapped it together. They're like, here, Warner Brother wants this yeah. movie. Here you go. I think the fight scenes were not good. I think the Kung Fu in Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings is a million times better than this movie. Oh, yeah. And I, and I think yeah. the fighting, and, and don't put it on Keanu Reeves and his age, because I think the fight scenes in the John Wick movies are way better than they were in this. Yeah, I think it's the choreography. The John Wick movies have amazing I kind of almost wonder, and, and maybe, and this again, I have to see it in the theater, but Wait. I kind of wonder, though, if some of it was, like, done on purpose. Because that's the one thing I thought, too, is, like, everything looked, like, so, like, you know how the the original, and, and this goes back Very to, so the aesthetic, being, the aesthetic being more 1999, too. But everything in, like, the old movie was, like, so grungy. And, like, this movie, even, like, the part that's, like, outside of the Matrix, everything's, like, more slick, which I actually thought kind of made sense, like, because this, almost because of this being sort of, I don't know, because I feel like a lot of this movie is meant not just to be made of, but to be sort of making fun of itself. Like, I noticed if you look like the pills even are, like, really shiny, which they never looked like before. And that's why, I, I don't know, like, some of it just seemed almost like it was meant, it was done on purpose to be, I don't want to say to be bad, but to be, like, not what it was, you know? But I don't know. Maybe I'm just I don't, giving them more credit I don't, than they deserve. I, I, I yeah. don't know. I don't think this movie was intended to be a satire or to be shitty. Yeah. I think, and I don't think that need, that's not what you're it saying. It turned out that way. I mean, it's meant to be shitty. No, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. I, I'm saying certain things I feel like were done in a cheesy way. On, might have been done in a cheesy way I mean, on purpose. I, but I kind of, I kind of appreciate maybe not. Moved I moved on from that, that sort of very dull color, and there are some pops of color like visual things to look at. There are some pops of yeah, color. And green, remember, like, remember, yeah. but remember, if you're Warner Brothers, you're trying to also get new people who have never seen those old movies. Not a lot of them, but some of them. I mean, I do think it's important to have watched all the other movies. Like, if you hadn't seen the movies, forget it. Although there was a lot of exposition, which was annoying also, right? Yeah, those um, flashbacks, like the literal flashbacks on, like, the video screen and that were, that was, no, that didn't work at all for me. Well, there were so many callbacks to the original movie, and I, and I think that, you know, yeah. that's another thing about this movie. The actual videos, like, of Morpheus and that on the on the video screens, that was bad. Uh, like, it they just said didn't they were trying to, whatever, sense. yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I mean, here's it another sense thing. in the story, but it seemed a dumb way to, I don't yeah. know. I think, AJ, AJ, you've been trying to jump in maybe for a minute here. I don't know what or I was not. thinking. I think you were trying to jump in when I was talking about how shitty the fighting was and how I thought like even the John oh, Wick movies just... were Yes. 
Oh, oh I know what I was going to say. Um, when you said John Wick, that reminded me. Um, I was confused because my understanding, and this is really doesn't matter, but my understanding was the reason Keanu Reeves had long hair was because, you know, the reason Neo had long hair was because of him filming the John Wick movie. But when he's not in the Matrix, he's got a bald head. So I'm wondering if that was special effects that they, like, they erased his hair uh, when he was outside the Matrix and had his... You know what I mean? Because I was just curious. Well, that I was like, oh, like, we're like, this is what you look like to other people inside the Matrix. This is what you think of yourself. This is what other people see you. Yeah, that was but funny. But when he comes out of the Matrix, he has a shaved head. Yeah, so... Right, so that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm wondering. On wig, right? or whatever. Could be a wig. I thought that hair was for the John Wick movie also, right? Not for... I was surprised. It, it totally is. I, like, I definitely, so I definitely like read Wick. something about John Wick hair. Yeah. I definitely read something about his exactly hair John being long because of yeah. the John Wick hair, movie. Long hair and, and the beard and all. I was like, that's John. So maybe the, he was like, I'll do this Matrix movie, but I'm not cutting my John Wick hair because they pay me more. <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah, pretty much. Um, here's one more thing I wanted Whoa. to say for my <laughs> argument that this is a shitty script and a shitty storyline. Can you remember <laughs> the name <laughs> Can you remember the name of any characters who are not legacy characters? Like all of those. Okay, there's that one called Bugs. Yes. Everyone else, I can't Bugs, remember any of their names. That's, they're, that's the only no, one I remember. That's the only one. That's the only one I remember because it's Jessica Henwick. That's the only reason I remember it. Her character yeah, because the rest good, of though. Like they could do a spinoff with her, no. but actually, I thought her character was good. They're I like, all meaningless. No, the whole every other character in the whole show is meaningless and doesn't have we can't remember their names at all. I watched it today and I can't well, remember their names. I watched it like here's, eight, eight here, hours ago. Here's something really funny, Karen. Um I I mm-hmm. and now I forget. Did you watch that did you watch Sensei? Mm, no. Okay. And never mind. So sorry. <laughs> was, Jamie did, I think. There, yeah. Oh Jamie, did you watch it? I, I watched there the beginning was, of it. I never finished. Well, there was three actors in the new, uh, uh, Matrix Four that were in uh, Sensei. Because really? I kept seeing, I kept seeing these familiar faces, and I'm like, that person looks familiar. That one guy I'm I like, knew from Stargate that... Atlantis, not from Sensei. So, but now that you said that, the one guy, the uh, yeah, the one guy I was like, the one who so was like the, a the fan. German guy. Oh yeah, the fan. Yep, the fanboy was the Sensei. The German guy, yeah, um, one of the other captains, the blonde guy, he was he was in Sensei, and the uh, the other chick on the crew, on Bugs' crew, she was in Sensei. Wow. wow. I was like, hey, they're having a, they're having a Sensei Lani. reunion. At least Lana Wachowski. I don't know if it was made by both of them or not, but it's a Wachowski. No, no, I just, I just oh. thought it was funny. But that was, like, what I got out of the movie. <laughs> was recognizing people from Sensei. <laughs> Inspired, yeah. Who 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 had no real role in this movie other than to just be people that ran around and fought and had no. I mean, none of them had any. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was no point well, to why they wanted Neo and Trinity. Well, they wanted Neo, not Trinity. They wanted Neo. Neo's like, you got to. Look, we're a package deal. You got to help me save Trinity. But 
like, I'm still I, not know, sure why they wanted to rescue him. I did like that they, I thought it was kind of cool that they had, um, that that woman, Sati, was from the original, like, the character-wise. The little girl, yeah. Oh, Priyanka, Priyanka, yeah. Deborah, yeah, that she was the little girl, yeah. I guess, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they you were know, throwing now, Easter eggs to people who watched the previous movie, yeah. but it really, Although it, it really, is confusing to me how computer programs can come into the real world as people, but I guess they're not people, they're nanobots, but still. No, and, and now um, they're friends with, yeah, it, it all, like, there was kind of maybe too many characters. Like, that whole bit where she's, like, explaining, like, we're going to go in there and we'll get Trinity and we'll do this and we'll do that and you have planes at all. Very, yeah, know, I think uh, they were doing that so they could disconnect her without disconnecting her. That was my understanding. I know, that whole, but it was an awful thing. lot of <laughs> talking from, from a character who didn't have to exist. Why, yeah. can't both Why do not Why can't we have disconnect to... her from the Matrix without with just disconnecting her because it'll kill her. We knew that. I'm saying, like, why do we need Priyanka Chopra to be in the movie? Why can't any of the nameless people who are already in it, like, have that? Like, they're, they're, they're throwing in these characters as Easter eggs for those of us who've seen it before, but it was yeah, a bad movie to begin with. Yeah. Well, here's, here's my thing. Yeah. You know, it ends up I meaning, meaning more afterwards. It ends up meaning more afterwards. But let's think about this for a second, okay? Aside from the fact that they went, and they never gave us a real reason for why they needed Neo. But they flat out said, "Listen, you're going to put our entire civilization in jeopardy if you go after uh, Trinity." And Neo was like, "Well, I don't care. I need Trinity." Exactly. Like, out of character for Neo. Neo out of character. Yeah, Neo. As much as he loves Trinity. He never would have put everybody in jeopardy. 20 years ago, that is not a move Neo makes. I mean, it ended up working out because the analyst needed no, to be I... stopped, but that... it and it's made not a move zero sense. Trinity would ask him to make either. They both routinely right. like, were willing to sacrifice themselves. Well, to be fair, she didn't know he was. Yeah. But... Yeah. Right? Like, no, but he knew that's not what but Trinity they, wanted him to do, right? That's what I'm saying. No, yeah. He I know knew that Trinity would never want that. But that's what I'm saying. It worked out, but, yeah. So, all right, now this for nothing, we should probably. Here's the thing. Wait, no, no, There's no, 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 the no. Other I gotta... What? Sorry, go ahead. I have one more thing to say. So, I was going to say, I think it says a lot about this movie that we really haven't talked about Neil Patrick Harris, except for AJ said that he stole a lot of scenes, which he did, but the yeah. fact that his character was completely confusing and stupid and meaning and unnecessary, like we haven't talked about him at all because his character was like, like what was the point of him? So he's, he, he's, 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 he's the new architect, basically. I know, but, I know, but he not- really didn't. I know, but he was kind of a. You know what though? Also, right? You do know why they question though. You, we, they didn't explain why they wanted Neo out of the Matrix, but you understand why they brought Neo back, right? Like why the why the um, analysts wanted them, right? Oh yeah, yeah, but it all, that was the also power. Kind of yeah. Yeah. more power, that more battery power. Kind of, yes, that was kind of convoluted, and but yes, but okay. the. the like, for him to even be in it, and so it was kind of interesting. Like, it was kind of entertaining to see Neo go to see his analyst and talk about this stuff. But when we get into this mumbo-jumbo of him basically being the new architect and all that, like, we've discussed this movie for a long time and didn't even mention that character at all, which I just think is a 
like telling of how kind of ultimately irrelevant that character is to the storyline, right? Like we didn't talk about him at all. Um, the biggest, uh, I, I feel like the, the biggest only worst point... character is the Merovingian showing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah that what was the hell? That part made no sense to me. Like the fact that he was like yeah. all completely opposite was stupid. That I, did not work for me. Uh, well, he he was like the ultimate boomer. They're be better. We had culture. We had we had restaurants. Well, Everything was better twenty years well, ago. Yeah. Well, they're they're remnants like the left like they're like well like pieces left over that that somehow didn't get erased. I get it. They are also a waste of time on my screen that I have to watch. They should have worked. That was the but but Karen. That was the closest thing we got to a good fight in the whole movie. Yeah. (laughs) Like that was was, that fight was not good. It was not a good fight, but it was the closest thing we had to a good fight. It was probably the the other stuff was really bad. Yeah. I think part of the problem is is that the original Matrix, the original. I'm talking about the first movie. Was was so good and had so many layers of meaning that, like this movie, because of that, is getting ripped apart because we're looking at it in, in the same way. And that's why I said I think like for a movie twenty years later, like it was an enjoyable action movie. Was it the? I mean, it wasn't the best action. I'm not saying it was, but I mean, like I think it was a fun movie. Was it as nuanced and as groundbreaking as the original? No. But I mean, I think I don't know. Is fan, so like, was it fan service? Yes, but at the same time, it was also making fun of the fact that it was fan service, which is what I thought was kind of an interesting. I mean, there was fan service, except this is a movie the fans didn't ask for. Like, ultimately, this is a cash right. grab on the like, part of Warner Brothers, even, right? Even the fan, you know, like even a, the fan like service film or wasn't very good. That's what it made me think of when I watched it, especially because it had the soap opera effect on it. It seems like a fan film, but with the with the actors, with the big name actors. Jeez, oh, I recommend that you try to figure out your screen and don't go and pay sixteen dollars to go see this movie. Would be mine. <laughs> but... No, I really liked it. I yeah, I was a big fan of the original and stuff. So. I was too, but, but they, yeah, this, this like I hope they don't make another one. I hope they don't make another one. Except I think they're going to. They probably I don't. But think it's making um, any money. If they do, they need to, like, maybe make it on bugs and leave them out of it, maybe. It might be better because they could do an original, more original story. But um, I was going to say, though, the one thing that is, if you if you guys don't have a thing, I don't know if it's on all systems or what, but there's a, um, a demo game for, um, I forget exactly what it's called, but I downloaded it on PS5, um, the other night, it's like to show off the um, Unreal Engine and like how they can have um, oh yeah different AI and stuff. Yeah, already game. played it. It was really cool though because did he play it or did you play it? Yeah, he played it. No, I didn't play. It. I already played it. Cause the it, it's kind of like a scene from the movie. I mean, it's kind of like sort of like contextual action buttons, but it's cool the way they do it. It's like a nice action sequence to watch. And then um, you get you, after that you can kind of explore the city and and go wherever you want. It's like open world, but there's not it's not exactly a game. But um, the thing that I I'm con- like confused concerned with is when they show them in that. I think as much as they use Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss, I don't think it's them. I think it's computer generated people through the whole thing. It seemed like even at the beginning they seemed a little off, 
but more in like that uncanny valley. So it was kind of cool. I mean, uh, uh, that wouldn't be surprising. Like, are you really going to get somebody like Ken- like Kenna Reeves has a full slate of movie making and maybe doesn't have well, time to make a video game? I mean, they're like, this is Keanu Reeves. This is what I'm saying. Like, I don't think yeah. that they, I think they might have capped him. Yeah. But they probably got paid a buttload of money to do it. Yeah. So, anyway, wow, we talked about that movie for a long time. Longer than I thought, considering yeah. how bad I thought it was. Yeah. That, that's why I was saying we should probably uh, move on. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> Next week okay. we'll talk about. I got to go up to the. I realized I got to go to the movie theater tomorrow. I'm hoping they'll switch our tickets. I looked up for Spider Man tomorrow. The theater's like three fourths full. It was like four people or something when I bought the tickets. I'm not going to a movie that's three fourths full. Yeah. I had my second shot now, but it hasn't been the full two weeks. So I don't think that that's right. especially with everything they'll going you. on. They'll probably let you. Best idea. Yeah, I yeah. hope. Right, so like, we'll talk about Spider-Man. Refund it or lose the money because I got them cheaper. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, we'll talk right, about so Spider-Man then. Spider-Man. I am excited to see that. Um, Me too. But yeah. Right. Okay. Well, um, and then next week we also will have Doctor Who to talk yep. about. But um, All right. but yeah, Please. I don't know. I like the Matrix, although I do think that it made a lot more sense if you seen the originals, rewatched the originals, whatever, because then you pick up on all the all the references. Yeah. Okay. Well, you right. guys talk about your your other show. All I right. still got to watch. All right. Time. All right. But, have a happy um, New Year, Jamie. Good night. Right. Yep. Happy New Year good to night, you Jamie. guys, right. and uh, happy holidays, right. everybody. Happy New Year. Good night. Have a good right. night. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, I, for, I forgot about Hawkeye. Let's talk about Hawkeye, the Christmas show. Which we talked about before. We just really need to sort of wrap it up and talk about yeah, it we... overall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we talked about it maybe two or three weeks ago, right? Um, yeah, we kind of forgot about it. And we've had these last maybe two-ish episodes to go. Um, I was surprised to see Elena Romanoff suddenly appear in the second to last episode. And I was Why? like, what? Well, look, was pretty obvious was, that she was going to show up. I was like a little bit like, what the hell is going on? Why are they sticking this in here right at the end and whatever? I mean, it, it, I, was, it, I was concerned it was going to be a little bit of a shoehorn. I think it actually ends up being done well. And I, like, I'm not sure if they're setting up like a Young Avengers or a Dark Avengers kind of thing, but like... Like, I ended up really liking the way they had her and Kate interact and sort of, that was you know, hilarious. Like, right? Like, that was well done. And I kind of liked the part where Kate's like, stop making me like you. Um, and they were setting up that I could, I could, I'm like, okay, they're setting up that they're going to be, like, we, like, I think there's a lot of speculation about Dark Avengers based on what's happened in other shows, but I recently learned of this thing called Young Avengers and it could be going there also, right? But anyway, I liked, I ended up liking the way they in, injected Yelena into it in the end. Or uh, maybe half well, through. Um, I mean, it was pretty pretty obvious that Yelena was going to show up given the end of Black Widow. Yeah. Yes. Um, 
So, I mean, that's like kind of the major thing that happens the last time we talked, other than the whole story being resolved. And, of course, the other person they add in is Kingpin, shows up in the last yes. two episodes. Um, and I wanted to that ask so you great. a couple questions. Um, okay, number one I wanted to ask you, does Kingpin have superpowers or is just a big, strong guy because he survives like a big explosion? He survives some physical, like, beating and an explosion at the end. And, and he seemed to, like, when he's – I wasn't sure if he's supposed to be super strength or just like a big, strong guy or whatever. Does he have powers or is he just a human? Um, he's just human that's really, really strong. He's all muscle. Okay. And he is, he has survived a lot of things like that. <laughs> okay. Second question. Like that was he was that was very very comic book of him. Oh yeah, to be like strong like that and so yeah. my other question is I'm trying to remember when I watched Spider Man into the Spider Verse, the animated movie, there is a gigantic strong man in a suit. Was that Kingpin? Yes, that was Kingpin. Or was that, that was yes, Kingpin, right? Yeah. And so there's this whole story of Kingpin's like wife and son being killed and all that. And um, I guess that's a different part of Kingpin's like Kingpin's from the comic books, and this is all a little bit of the storyline, I guess, right? But that's so that was the same dude yes. in Spider Verse. Okay. Um, and we are not surprised. I mean. Like he's, they're using these shows to introduce like the next elements of the MCU, I guess. And it was at, at, what's his name played him. Um, what's that guy's the actor? The actor who played him was Vincent D'Onofrio. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio, uh, who um, played him in the Netflix shows. Played him in the Netflix shows. Oh, yeah. and like the King, which ones are those? Like Jessica Jones on those Daredevil. shows. Yep. Yeah. Oh, he Daredevil. Was in Daredevil. Daredevil. Okay, I haven't seen that. That's on Netflix. I kind of gotta watch that one also. There's so much to watch. Um, <laughs> I thought Vincent D'Onofrio. I thought the costume was good. I thought he was not. Um, I mean, Vincent D'Onofrio is, is a good character actor, and it's not always immediately recognizable as like, oh, that's Vincent D'Onofrio. I mean, he was recognizable, but it was a good costume that sort of let him, I think, sort of melt into that character. So, I mean, I guess he's going to be part of going forward in the MCU, but he's only like a human organized crime guy. He's not like a, I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to ask you to explain the whole comic he's, books. He's obviously a villain in the comic books that is around. He's a huge, he's a huge villain. It's always got his hand in the cookie jar. Okay. Um, one of my favorite parts of Hawkeye. Just to explain. Are the tracks just to explain something in the comic to you. Book? Go ahead. Yes, they are. Um, and that, and Echo, um, Maya, the the deaf girl, she's got her mm-hmm. own Disney show coming up. So oh, really? we can expect to see King. Yeah, we can expect to see Kingpin a lot more. Is she a superhero or a supervillain? Or she's kind of an antihero. Know. I mean, obviously, as you, as you see, she's kind of a villain at first, but that's because she was yeah. lied to, and you know, then finds out right, that so she... King, Kingpin's the one responsible for her father's death. You know, 
So yeah. she's ongoing in the MCU, and the tracksuit mafia is real because I love the tracksuit mafia. Those guys yes. are hilarious. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, tracksuit mafia is real. Oh my god, I love them. I loved at the end how they were like, okay, I was like, I know New York City's big, but there's like thousands of guys in the tracksuit mafia in the last episode. You know, I said it's funny. I said to Artie, it's like straight out of a video game. You know, like you ever play a video game? And, like, it, the villains just keep coming and coming and coming, and, like, where, you know, where are they all coming from? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly what that was like. There was, like, tons. I, I mean, I loved that. That scene at the end was great. I, I liked this show in general. From, like, start to finish, I really liked this show. Um, it's it a lot familiar, of fun. It was. I'm not familiar with the Hawkeye comic, so... So Kate Bishop, her she become her name is also Hawkeye, right? Like she's Hawkeye in the comics. Yeah, she's, she has her own Hawkeye comics. Yes. And They're it's actually funny at the end. Hawkeye. Yes, at the end um, of the of the show when she was coming oh, up yeah. with those different, you know, she's like, you know, coming up with those different names. Those are actually all na- different names that she's gone by in the comics. <laughs> oh really? When she's like Hawk Eve, and he's like, no, that's terrible. She's like, how about you know, like late, Lady oh, Hawk funny. and all that. Yeah, those are, those are actual names that she has at one time or another gone by. Oh really? Um, yeah. I yeah, I thought it was really enjoyable. I liked her. I, I thought Haley Steinfeld was really enjoyable in this role, and I I thought she was great with Jeremy Renner. Um, I thought they had a good like rapport on screen. Right? Uh, it was mostly comedic, yeah. but. Especially considering she's such a young actress and he's such an, you know, he's older and, and accomplished. And they were just great together on screen, I thought, those two. Um, so did you know from, you must have known that the mother was bad. Nope. Right? No? I, 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 no, I got a strange vibe from her the whole time. Um, mm-hmm. But I did not. See, I kept expecting. I expected exactly what they wanted me to expect. I the thought fiance. that yeah. the boyfriend, the fiance. I thought Jack, because well, see, because I also knew who Jack was. Um, in the comics, he's a character oh. called the Swordsman. So Original. I yes, the <laughs> Yes, but you got to remember where you got to remember where some of these characters originated fifty years ago. <laughs> you know, so okay, your creativity wasn't quite yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, so I expected him from the start, but there was something about the mom. I felt like there was something going on with her. Um, cause in the comics, actually Kate Bishop's dad is alive and her, her mother is dead and her dad works for Kingpin in the comics. So, oh. yeah, after realizing Wait. that she was the villain, I, I kind of realized that I think they did it that way on the show was to kind of change and not only to change it up a little. But they, it was a unique way to introduce the swordsman. So, and which kind of surprised me. Well, because in the comics, he's, he starts out a villain, and then he's kind of an anti-hero, and then he's a villain. You know, he's one of those characters that kind of flops around. Yeah. So it well, looks he's like they're just going to morally ambiguous in the show. Yeah, it looks like they're going to just go straight uh, anti-hero with him right off the bat. Yeah. I liked him. Including he was helpful at the end. Goofy. Even though he was bad, yeah, he, he was, was fun. entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, he was fun. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that actor. 
I enjoyed this whole show. I liked the whole, like, Kate. And so I don't know, again, haven't read the comic books. I don't know if Kate in the, are there parts of the comics where she's like, come on, Hawkeye, we're partners, we're friends. And she's like this annoying, like, fangirl that, like, wants to be his partner and he can't shake her. I really like that. I, I liked how they ended. Yeah, that's pretty, much how, they, pretty much how they start out in the comics. I liked how they added, like, the New York City firefighter LARPers who were, like, role-playing in the fun. park and became. <laughs> and then they're like, we're basically Avengers. Yeah, like, I love them. I, I, I thought this was, I mean, yeah. if, if I'm ranking this against the other, like, Marvel shows that have been out, this is one of my favorites. See, I, I still, I, it's actually, I, it's a, it's a tie for me between that and, uh, WandaVision. I know you didn't like WandaVision very much. For me, it's Loki and Hawkeye are my two favorites, probably. Um, Yeah, well, Loki is my favorite. Loki is my favorite. WandaVision and Hawkeye are are tied for second. Yeah. I mean, there's a part of this that's also likable because nobody in the show has superpowers. They're all just, like, good fighters and like Clint has technology but no one no one's a no one has a superpower in this in this whole thing. Right. Which is, you know, kind of fun also, I guess. Um yeah, I really liked I thought that was a good show. I liked the show a lot. It was really I liked that it all took place at Christmas time and the whole like Clint trying to get home from Christmas kind of thing. like had this this urgency but I mean, it was low level, but it's not because we know how important his family is to him, and they actually bring it up like he lost them in the snap, and you know, yeah. how important they are to him. Um, and being a dad is like really who he is. Like, yeah, I, yeah, loved it, liked it a lot. So, what did you think about the post credit scene? The post credit scene. Oh, that was the the scene from the musical. <laughs> yes. There's a scene from from the Avengers musical. Uh, it was hilarious. I thought they did a very good job of, like, if you see musicals, it was a very typical kind of the dancing was very typical choreography. The singing, it was it was if you paid attention to it, it was kind of hilarious. Um, I enjoyed it. Is there a part of it that was like was, they're not giving me anything? They're not giving me anything here, right? Well, no, that was that was the thing. Like, I was so excited because there was finally a post-credit scene, and then I see ha- whatever they they put Happy Holidays from from um, Marvel from Marvel, and I was kind of like, huh? Yeah. I was like, this is not going to so, be what I'm expecting. And then I see, and then I saw, you know, I see, I see Rogers the musical, and I'm like. Um, and then it starts, you know, you doing the whole thing, and I'm thinking, I'm like, this is all we're getting. But it's funny, I enjoyed it, and Artie goes, is it wrong that I'd pay to see this? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Artie, it's wrong. <laughs> yeah, I guess, you know, and, uh, you know actually, it was very one. enjoyable, and, and they didn't, uh, well, and they didn't skimp either, because that the guy that was playing the businessman, that was... Um, the actor that played Roger, the original Roger in Rent. So it's like they didn't just oh, like get yeah. some people off the street. Like they actually had um, Broadway performers no, in that I whole thing. People. Yeah, like they didn't. And, uh, they didn't. And the lyrics it. were 
the lyrics were entertaining and like a little yeah, it was definitely entertaining. Was definitely making, and definitely making fun of themselves a little bit, you know. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I I did enjoy it. Yeah, although I was a little bit like, come on, you're not, you know. But yeah, it was good. And really, what are they going to give us? Um. Yeah, liked it. I rec- I, I, I loved it. All right. For sure. All right. All right, well. So that leaves us with the expanse. Best show of the week, as usual. Yes, it is. So this was episode three, halfway through. Um, some big Does things it, happened. That's so upsetting. That's so upsetting saying that. Halfway through. I know. Yeah. I, I, uh, I mean, one of the things that I do want to maybe think about as we go forward is it, it hasn't been feeling rushed quite yet, but I feel like there's no way to get out of the season without feeling rushed, right? Yeah, unfortunately. But we'll see. Um, I, I got to say, I continue to feel like opening each episode with this little girl on this planet, I sometimes feel like they're taking time away from what I really want to be seeing. Yeah, I so don't know this, where this is going to go with her. This week, like, what this clearly, week the bird is cured, right? The bird is all yeah. cured. And then she I really goes feel like, home. I think we're watching Pet Cemetery. <laughs> Because we are pet cemetery. She 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 you know she she blows off her little brother I guess that is, or yeah. at least very least some, you know some other kid from the, the town. Um, her brother. And he's killed and and he dies somehow. Somebody's killed him. He's got this big head wound and everybody's crying. And he I feel like she's gonna oh. bring him. She's gonna bring him to. The. Uh, the strange dog. The, the, the strange dog. Yeah, uh, the strange dog, and uh, see if he can he, uh, heal him, like he did the bird. That's the only thing I really can see happening here. Otherwise, I don't understand it. Yeah, and honestly, it it, it also is not really clear that the strange. Okay, so the dog steals the dead bird's body away, and then the bird is back. I mean, I watched that a couple times, and I was like, okay. Maybe the dog did it, or maybe it's just the planet did it, or maybe, like it's not really clear what's up with that. But yeah, she goes home. It's her brother who's been hit by like a car, right? Like one of those little vehicles that drives around. They actually made a point maybe last week of them almost hitting her and being like, watch out. If you hit a kid, we'll be in trouble. So, oh, that's yeah, right. I yeah, think, about that. So he's been hit by these reckless people driving around, soldiers. But I think you're right. Like, like he's dead. Everyone's crying, and like, it seems kind of obvious where it's gonna go. What this kid is gonna think, right? So yes, I think, yeah. I mean, otherwise, I why do we even have all that? Cemetery. Yeah. But it does to me feel a little bit like, okay, um, can we get into the big story? Which this week, um, what happened this week? So there's a lot of like. A lot. Is this when Stuart 
so Stuart is embedded and they go down onto the they go down onto series, right? Is this when like those guys are like handing yes. out food on series and they're like, Yeah. So she goes down there to make yeah. to make her yeah. story. Yeah, they and and you know, I God I hate Marco, but that's pretty brilliant. I hate Marco like so hard. I mean, you know, yeah. he and, and I love you know, it's like Philip is unredeemable still. But at least he gets it. Like he'd be, a, he's a better leader than his father, like, at least on paper. You know, like he's like you. You can't do that to these people. These are your people, and you made promises to them. And Marco flat out says to him, you know, he tells him his plan. He's like, yeah, but now the inners look bad, and they've got to deal with it, and they're going to be, you know, which from Marco's standpoint, you know, I, I get why he did it, and it's actually a brilliant move. Um. Mm-hmm. And and Christian, you know, realizes it right away. She's like, we have to help these people, you know. And but of course, as usual, you always got the, the jerk guards going. I thought we came here to kill these people. <laughs> yeah, that was horrible. You know, um, and of course, and, and 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 Monica says, "Don't worry, we'll edit that part out." <laughs> yep. And then she gets away. Then she slips away. They're like, "Where's her end bed?" And they're like, "Shit, we lost her." Um, and, and she goes on to do her thing. Um, and there's an explosion, right? A big yes. explosion. Which, um, I'm going to assume that Marco is responsible for that too. Like he left bombs behind or some shit. Otherwise I don't right, understand because... how that happened. Cause what it looks like in the outside world is that the inners did it. Right, because the what, you know, living on series wouldn't do it. They wouldn't blow up their own place, right? Right. I mean, they might, but not to that extent. And it's going to look like the inners did it, so maybe Marco set it up to make them look even worse. I mean, I yeah. agree with you. It's a really – it was a brilliant situation to abandon them, and now the inners are forced to feed them and deal with them or look bad. And I agree with you about Philip and, like, Marco – like, it's a brilliant plan in the short term, but is it a brilliant plan in the long term because – Eventually, you have to lead, right? Like, he wants to take over and control this whole part of space. But if everyone thinks you're like a – like, if you treat all your followers this way, like, you won't have any – you won't be able to govern, right? Like, he doesn't want to – he wants to win. I don't think he – it's a brilliant yeah, idea. Yeah, because that's the thing. How are you going to govern? Eventually, eventually, word's going to get around. Like, he has his inner mm-hmm. circle on his ship. But everybody else is going to figure it out eventually. You know, eventually yeah. everybody's going to be like, um, "Why are we following this guy? He keeps killing a lot of people." <laughs> yep. And Marco pulls this little manipulative move on when Philip's like, "Look, you can't. You told them to get a capital. You can't. You know." And Marco explains like, "Oh, I'm, my brilliant plan." He does for a minute say, "Oh, Philip." It speaks well of you that you care about them. It's very nice of you that you care about yeah. them, but we're not. But we're not like them. And then he gives a big speech how like we're narcissists and we're meant for something. And they, you know, he says, "You oh, you care about them. That's nice, but they have spent all these years like doing the inner's bidding and blah blah blah." And like he's a typical guy who doesn't. He reminds me of these guys in Congress who like blah 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 about like whatever. 
but they're all rich and they don't have never had to like work and be a guy that just works and makes an hourly wage and has to like, you know, or somebody who makes $8 at Starbucks and has to feed their family. And, you know, like, like yeah. Marco's like, Oh, they're doing the bidding of the inners. Like, no, they're just trying to live. Right. He's such a, he's so yeah. out of touch. Um, I don't see how this guy could ever govern if he wins. Like, how could he ever hold power for very long, right? As you said, word's going to get around that he, like, aban- like people know that he abandoned series. That governor, that governor who who was left in charge, went, whatever her name is, who's in charge now yeah. that Marco is gone, she knows it. She knows it. She's like, I stayed here because of these people, not, right? Like she's like, yeah. I'm loyal to the belt and these people. She stayed there because she, like, she knows what Marco did. But she still won't turn him in. <laughs> no, she still hates the inners even worse, right? And, and like, Christian's got to try to, like, de- and Christian knows exactly. I love also that she's, like, like, has to explain to her general. She's like, do you see what's happening here? Like, Marco set us up. Now we're stuck here. Trying, like, yeah. we've got to help these people. Okay. Christian is always just so, – I, I love Christian. She really is my favorite character. Yeah, she's, like, the smartest person in the room all the time. Always. Like, like read Speaking situations. Speaking of which, though, I, I love the scene yeah. with Bobby and Amos when he calls her Chrissy. And, uh, <laughs> and Bobby says, you know, the old lady hates it when you call her that. And he's like, yeah, but I say it to her face. <laughs> implying that she keeps calling her the old lady but never actually says it to her. <laughs> right. Calls her behind her back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It, I mean, it's nice having Bobby on the ship and with the crew, yeah, right? Yeah, I love having Bobby on the ship. I, as much as, you know, I mean, Bobby's story is good with Chris, Christian, but I love the fact that she's with the crew, this is the last couple episodes. They're all together. I real, I'm really appreciating that. Um, yeah. So let's I mean, talk about the really shitty part, okay. and that's Holden. Yeah. I knew he was going to do so, it. It was so obvious he was going to do it, and. Listen, Philip is not a redeemable person, you know. And and, and Philip's the one that was just firing on you. Philip fired those missiles at you. So why exactly? And I know why he did it. He did it for Naomi, and I get it. But her son just fired on you guys. Like if you guys weren't awesome, you'd be dead. Plain and simple. And by the way. How um, that scene? I gotta say that whole scene was amazing. I absolutely loved that entire thing. Oh, you mean the way it was shot and directed and scripted? Yeah, Yeah, I thought it was an amazing battle scene. That that might be one of the best. That might be one of the best battles we've ever seen. Like, like you just don't fuck with the Rossi. That's all I gotta say. People got to learn, you don't fuck with a Rossi, period. And you know what the best part is? This is the first time, now correct me if I'm wrong, but this happened, and, and what Philip did afterwards was amazing when he called his dad out. But Marco totally did that personal, based on personal feelings, not what was for the betterment of his crew. Yep. Yep. 
I so I mean you said so many things that I agree with right there. Starting with I I did think it was an amazing battle scene and and I felt like I felt like they do such a good job of connecting like a character will say something and describe something but it's not too expositiony like when Bobby'll say drop give me four you know torpedoes and set up the railgun and and put them all and then you'll see like like the shooting in space and then you'll see like it's just all strung so well together and worked so well it was such an amazing battle scene um I, I will say that probably Holden maybe doesn't know that it's Philip firing on them right until the moment where he sees him on screen and he's sitting in, yeah, the, probably. in the battle shooting position I mean um but I, I do think it's well known that that I mean, they know that Philip is a terrorist just like his father is, and Philip's responsible for millions of deaths on Earth. And Philip made his choice, and Naomi, like, left because she couldn't do anything. Like, Naomi Naomi chose to leave the Pella because she realized she couldn't, like, do anything to save her son. Her son made his choice. She had other people to save. Like, Naomi made that choice when she left the Pella, right? Like, Naomi... Naomi gave him up kind of right um yeah so i mean i think it was kind of obvious there i mean i think it was obvious that it was maybe happening or coming um i i do want to talk about so i think holden in that moment so i did um talk to both of them i talked to steven Strait and and dominic tipper together yep and I spoke I spoke to them about this scene, but we haven't posted the video yet because we talked also about what happens in the next episode. So on Friday when the episode drops, our interview with that my interview with them will drop. But but I can say that is that I asked them about like so Holden has a choice. He can like is he gonna react as a captain or is he gonna react as Naomi's partner? And basically, he he chooses partner, right? He's like a, he disarms the missile because he, mm-hmm. he's not gonna kill Philip. I mean, personally, I, I kind of, I mean, I, I agree with you. Like what we've seen up until now, like Philip's, Philip's a terrorist, just like his father. And like the fate of the galaxy, like you have the chance to kill them and put an end to the war and you don't like, yeah. like, and Bobby's like, reaction was awesome. She's like, really a dud? <laughs> well, and like, like, so here's a part about that. Like, if it's the right thing to do, why is it a secret? Like, he doesn't say, yeah. I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't shoot him. Not only does he not able to shoot him, but he, 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 like, prevents Bobby from shooting them, right? So one thing to be like, I can't do yeah. it, I can't do it. But he, he lies about it. He pretends he shot them. Because he knows it was wrong. He, yeah, because he, know, he knows it was wrong. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's why he like, lied. He, yeah, like, not, why not just be? I can't, I can't shoot him. Um, it's Naomi's son. Like, I, like, yeah. It, it's a little surprising to me. It's not because we know how much he loves Naomi, but it's kind of surprising, right? To not do what's needed to be done to save. Yeah, you know all what? Though in that moment, unfortunately. That's not the first time Holden has made a bad choice based on personal. And it's kind of funny when you think about it, because first Marco makes a decision to go after the Rossi based on personal feelings. And then Holden doesn't kill Philip, uh, Marco 
because of personal feelings. <laughs> so it's yeah. kind of yeah. turnabout. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny the way that worked out. Yeah. And then after that, I do love, as you pointed out, that, that scene where Philip's like, it's your fault, Dad. Like, you, we didn't have to be in this fight. We didn't have to be here. And Yeah, yeah that was Marco great. Is, <laughs> it was great. And I thought, like, Marco was going to, like, pop a vein out of his head. He was so, Marco was so oh, yeah. mad. Because, but Philip and, was right. Like, Marco, like. Oh, he's absolutely Marco right. Wanted, like, he wants to kill the Rossi because, okay, he wants to kill Naomi, right? And and he but and he wants to kill the people Naomi loves, right? Like he just wants to. I mean, he's yeah. There, there's no I forget. There. Absolutely right. I forget. Does Marco know that Naomi's alive? Does he know that she made it out of there? I forget. I feel like he oh, does, that's a good but I can't question. be sure. That was. I think. I think he does because like they. I think he does. I think what happened was. I think they figured it out because, because at first he thought she message. was dead when she did yeah that's yeah okay I thought so I honestly I couldn't remember they definitely figured I didn't out know that if he was, just... was alive they knew she was alive on the Chetsamova and she changed the message that was coming out and they're like holy shit she made it she's alive okay, that's how they that, that's how they figured it out okay yeah. that's what I thought but I wasn't sure um I mean he lost to kill you, her, you know what the funny lost. thing is until the until the moment where Holden um, disarmed the missile, I actually thought, "Oh my God, the Marco storyline's about to end. This is awesome," because we've only got three episodes left. So I could so I could totally see the story, the Marco story, being over and moving on yeah. to whatever to finish up the show. And, yeah. and and then, of course, it didn't happen. And I was like, I really don't want to wait till the episode six for the Marco story because I feel like I want all their stuff, too, you know, since we got, so, yeah. you know, since this is it. And it's so funny because Artie goes, do you really think that's how Marco's going to die? I'm like, that was an awesome fight. That would have been, I would have been okay with it <laughs> if that's how he went out, yeah. you know. I wouldn't have yeah. been like, oh, that it was, was an that, awesome fight. Yeah. I, wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been a cheap death. That was, that was a well-deserved victory, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But alas, permacutio did not happen. No, and instead at the end we get this weird thing where Marco gets this call from someone at the ring who's like, we got the next, what they say, we got the next shipment. And if it works as well as the first one, this is going to be fun. Like, Marco's got some other plan that nobody knows about. Of course, well, don't forget the uh, proto-molecule still out there, which is why I thought Marco could die. Because we still yeah. have the proto-molecule to play with. And we haven't really talked about it this season very much. Or really at all. Not at all. Well, except, I mean, except for when Holden mentioned it. Holden mentions it to Bobby. Yeah, that, that was out there. And, it. and if we have a planet inside the ring where people, where birds are being brought back to life, like, is that a protomolecule situation? You know, I have a feeling it is going to be. Right? Like, that's the only weird thing the protomolecule can be right now. I mean, it's associated with the rings, it's on the other side of the rings, and this is like a planet that where weird shit is happening, maybe, right? So, yeah. is that going to be protomolecule? Yeah. 
But yeah, Marco could die because there's a lot of un- other unresolved stuff. And he, I would have been happy with him dying also because he, like, he never shuts up. He's just so, oh my god, he's he's such a messed up person. He, I mean, he's yeah. irredeemable. He's totally irredeemable. There's no way that guy lives, right? He has to die. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. It's gonna be interesting to see how it happens. Yeah. All right, next week, episode four, so, coming on Friday. Yep. Yep. All right. Can't believe it's almost over. I know. Well, we have a next week, so we have a short show next week because Wheel of Time is done. No Matrix. Yeah. No, next week we have The Expanse, and we have uh, the last episode of Discovery before hiatus, right? It's going on hiatus for, like, a, a while. Um. I wasn't sure being it's, on a streaming service. I wasn't sure how that worked. But I guess it's going to go on hiatus for like six weeks while what's next? Prodigy? I think Prodigy is on. Whatever other Star Wars thing is coming, Discovery is going to go on hiatus while not Prodigy. What's up? Is it Prodigy that's up next? What other, other Star Trek thing is coming? Is going to they're going to hold yeah. Discovery for a few weeks while it airs. I don't know. There's, there's Prodigy and Lower Decks already on there. It might be the next season of Prodigy that's up. It's possible. I couldn't say for sure. Yeah, I haven't even watched gonna, the first season yet. Yeah, they're going to hold it for six weeks while another season airs, and then bring it back, then finish it. Six gotcha. weeks, something like that. Yeah, so we'll have one more discovery. We'll have we'll have the expanse and Spider Man maybe next week. Is it? Oh, and of course the Book of Boba Fett drops tomorrow. The first episode comes. Oh, tomorrow. that's right. That is. So we'll have that next week. Yep. Well, we'll do it again good. next week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Yep. Have a happy New Year, AJ. You too. And uh, I'll talk, to you, talk to you next year. <laughs> next, next year, year. <laughs> yeah, 2022. All right. Take it easy. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Enjoy your holidays. Good night. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.